We can all feel overstimulated and overwhelmed from time to time, but for the highly sensitive person, it's a way of life. Highly sensitive people, also known as HSPs, are those whose brains process information very deeply, including their emotions, thoughts, and even sensory input. This makes them more physically and emotionally sensitive than other people. Throughout their lives, HSPs are often told that they're overly sensitive and that they need to lighten up. Turns out, though, that their heightened sensitivity is now known to be linked to higher levels of creativity, deep personal relationships, and an amazing appreciation for beauty. Turns out, it's their superpower. So join me today as I talk with Denise Karen, and we unwrapped the gift of being a highly sensitive person. I'm Lisa Smith, once pharmaceutical rep, banker, and Marine, turned CEO of a wellness center designed to help you with personalized solutions to your most pressing health problems. And it wasn't that long ago that I was exhausted, overwhelmed, and overextended. Having a baby and a toddler at home, being newly diagnosed with Hashimoto's, and not having the strength or energy to do all the things I needed to do. That had me all about undone. What I found was that getting to the root causes of my health problems made all the difference in my health and in my life. Pretty Well is our place to talk all things health and beauty in the wellness space. It's where Ashley Bennett and I bring little known but completely doable missing pieces of your wellness puzzle that can be a complete game changer in your life. I come to you each week along with the beautiful, brilliant, and super fun Ashley Bennett to uncover holistic health and beauty topics centered around mind, body, and lipstick. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Pretty Well Podcast. I am Lisa Smith, and I am so excited to be here today with Denise Karen. Denise is with Warrior Goddess and Wellness. She is the owner of that company, and she is a relationship and trauma coach. She's also a nutritionist, and she has an amazing background. Today, we're going to talk to her about, well, oh, and Denise, I have to say, we're fellow Marines, of course, which gives us, Semper Fi, hurrah, that gives us our bond right there. But, Uh, yep, yep. but today, we're going to talk about something fascinating that you and I both have some pretty interesting experience in, and that's about being a highly sensitive person. So can you describe the concept of what a highly sensitive person is for our listeners today? Yeah, highly sensitive. I think people have a misconcept about what highly sensitive, they think they're just like people who cry all the time. Mm -hmm. And really, it's, it's a little bit more in detail than that. In fact, there's Dr. Elaine Aaron, mm-hmm. who turned this, this highly sensitive person, the HSP, many years ago. And she found that to be like 20% of all people have this characteristic, both men and women. And it really comes down to like an acronym, DOES. So there's a depth of processing that the person, they, they're like a deep thinker. They like want to know like where everything intersects. The other thing is, is O is for overstimulation. So that could be in all the senses, the five senses. They're overstimulated by different things. 
Mm-hmm. And then again, the E is for emotional. You know, they mm-hmm. they it's not always about sad feelings. It can be about crying at beautiful things. Like I know for me, like when the national anthem comes on and mm-hmm. I'm at a big sporting event, mm-hmm. I know I am patriotic, but there's just something with all of the energy and everything for me, I tear up every single time. Like it's so beautiful to me. Me too. So there's that component. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, there is that. <laughs> like do a poll all of the marine corps to see if that's like maybe that's a trait why everybody goes in maybe, maybe we're all like you know maybe we're all hsps that's right <laughs> and then the last piece is s and that has to do with subtleties mm. is seeing trends and variations but things that a lot of people don't see so that really creates a very unique characteristic and skill set to navigate this earth mm. and i think it's you know, misunderstood and even sometimes misunderstood to to myself or anybody else who's an HSP. Have mm-hmm. you felt misunderstood? Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's I think it's fascinating that we know a term for this now because I think in the past it's easy it was easier before people knew what a highly sensitive person was or an HSP, it was easy just to say to discount those feelings or just say I'm overly sensitive or to see it as a fault instead of as a superpower, really, because it brings some very clear strengths as well. So at what age did you realize you are a highly sensitive person? Just a few years ago. I mean, I kind of knew it, but I, but given the lens of how I've lived my life, it just was, oh, I'm just like really connected with my emotions. And so I really had, you know, yeah, I'm too needy, I'm too sensitive. Mm-hmm. And so I really thought of it as like a negative characteristic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to read Dr. Elaine Aaron's book, The Highly Sensitive Person. And there's also a really great video, I think that's on, you know, Prime or whatever. But it's a really, it's the sensitive, the untold story. It's a great Mm. one hour. Dr. Elaine Aaron is on there with Alanis Morissette. And they really bring in more video about all of the HSP. And so it wasn't until in my deep healing from a toxic relationship when I was like really peeling back all the layers Mm -hmm. that I was like, wow. You know, when I read the book and I'm like, this is me. (laughs) Like there's nothing wrong with me, you know? And I'm just... I'm just one of those really sensitive people. I can just see, you know, what's happening with that person in front of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not, it's, it's beautiful, you mm-hmm. know, it's beautiful to be so sensitive and, you know, that the people that I had been around, it was seen as a negative. I'm too needy. Mm-hmm. You're too in your emotions. And so I don't know if that's something that you, when, when did you realize that you were a HSP? I don't know. I think maybe, I think maybe like you, I think it was several years ago and I was talking with my daughter and you've heard me talk about my daughter before and she's, she's a late teen. And I realized that I was doing some, I was doing some research for something else for my practice, for helping people get well. And I read this list of characteristics and as I read through it, I turned to my daughter and said, hey, this sounds like you. And she looked at it and she said, that is me. And then I looked and I thought, 
you know, it sounds like me too. And she's like, that is you. <laughs> so you're right. No, we're both very intuitive and very, we, just like you said, Denise, we can look at someone's face and we can feel that emotion and we know what's going on. And it's really interesting. She even tells me about it now, you know, being at school, she's like, I can tell this person was feeling left out. And so it's just a very interesting way of living. And once you realize what that is, then it's not a deficit anymore. Just like you said, it becomes a strength and now you can appreciate it better. Yeah. So how do you, how do you share with others about being an HSP? Well, I don't go around with a, I'm an HSP t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Before we even do that, just for our listeners, let's talk about what that list is. Because some people may be like, what are you talking about? So what, let's share the care. What are the characteristics of being an HSP? Well, it's the does. It's the depth of processing, the overstimulation, the emotionality, and then the subtleties. Those are the main characteristics. Yeah, but and, if, if we break those down, it's being, yeah. right? So, yeah, so like, you know, like wanting to know where everything intersects, the depth of processing, like, you know, I, I just, I, I find that with other HSPs, like, you know, even your experience, you know, being a Marine, now you're into holistic health and you help people with IBS and then you know, that class that we went through was a lot about mindset. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, a, you know, complicated, but like you want to get to like the inner core of whatever that thing is and like pull out the centerpiece, yeah. you know? And yeah. I think that's like the depth of processing piece and, you know, to be with other people who are doing that, it's like, it's cathartic. Like, I wish that we could have like an HSP convention because maybe we <laughs> <laughs> solve yeah. some really deep stuff by how we think about it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Maybe, but maybe that has to, yeah, maybe we have to do that for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing is, is like overstimulation. It could be yes. by sounds mm -hmm. or it could be by lights yep. or sirens or, you know, like going to a hospital or emergency room, you know, just mm -hmm. with all of the energy that's going around that can be overwhelming or mm -hmm. watching violent movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, you know, for me, <laughs> I, li I live in a place where every Tuesday they do the grounds maintenance and I hate those blasted leaf blowers. <laughs> I, can, I can hear those things like as soon as they start up and I just can't do anything in my office. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I actually go and do laundry during that time period because I just can't do anything until that's all done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sensitivity definitely to sounds, to lights, to materials. Certain materials are like a no bueno for me. I'll touch a sweater in a store and I'll be like, uh, no, I'm not going to get that sweater. You know, just there are different things. Like there are just heat, cold. They're just, we tend to be more aware of all those things. I even know that light, certain light bulbs really bother me. I don't, you get those LEDs in there, those fluorescents. And I'm like, yeah, that's got to go. That's got to go for sure. But yeah, there are those kinds of things. And then since yeah, and like dimmers, like, you know, if you mm -hmm. put a light on a dimmer, mm -hmm. like there can be that like little faint, like sound that's that, going on. That, that humming like, sound. Yeah. Or, or like, I know in the Marine Corps, like, you know, for me tying my shoes, like my running shoes, like they had to be perfect, like not too much pressure and not, you know, so little pressure. Yeah. And so it's, it's even like some people, 
you know, they like really loose fitting clothes mm-hmm. and you know, other people like, you know, wearing more, more, you know, form fitting like yoga pants to hold you in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people like weighted blankets and others are like, I can't have any covers on. So yeah. it's really fine. You know, each person has their own dial for overstimulation. Yeah. Yeah. Funny story. Bryn, I don't think she'll mind me telling the story, but when she was really little, like two, I am a physical affection person. That's my love language. I hold hands. I rub, rub shoulders. I tossle my son's hair. And so when Bryn was little, she's two, I would rub her little arm and she would turn to me and she'd say, no, touch me. <laughs> and I was like, with this kid and then over the years she would say when she was able to communicate better she'd say that light touch is so bothering to me it feels so bad to me and then I understood but it's funny we don't know until we know what's actually happening there but give an example of a time when you were overwhelmed by too much stimulation and then what did you do about it Well, I'm not one of those people that can go to like two or three events in a day. Mm -hmm. You know, there's one event a day Mm -hmm. and I have to kind of, you know, have quiet time. I live by myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to kind of, it's energy management for me. Yeah. And I go into the mall. It was around Christmas time and it was the, it was, you know, kind of well into my healing. So I feel like I had, I was clear with energy and I was understanding more about myself, mm-hmm. but I went to this mall and there was just like this sea of people that normally that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, that one time I'm like, I, I can't do this, you know, and I don't really have anxiety around people, mm-hmm. but just like all of the, and Christmas for me kind of does it too. It's like all these romantic you know, ideas about Christmas. And so there's all this, I think there's a lot of like stress that people put off about Mm. Christmas, like buying Mm. the perfect present and all the expectations. And maybe I just like tap into that when I go to the mall, but seeing all these people walk towards me, I was like, I can't do that. So I actually went out and I give myself permission, you know, to reschedule my day or if I have that type of experience, you know, I get back in my car and just, you know, spend five or 10 minutes and just brush it all off and tell myself I'm okay and come back at another time when there might not be as many people there. That's great. That's a really good coping skill. Yeah. So how do you, in those situations, stay emotionally grounded? Is it self-talk or what is it? It's all through breathing. Like, I know that I have like a reactive asthma that happens, like when I get into a stressful situation. So I immediately get a sensory piece with just how my breathing is. Mm -hmm. So for me, I really, I mean, it's a, it's radar and Mm -hmm. it really helps me to kind of be like, oh, this is, you know, I'm getting a little amped up here. So, you know, kind of breathing, some self-soothing, you know, getting right into this like piece of my finger here, like pushing in. I love on all that. Of you yeah. know, and I have an aromatherapy rollerball that I have, you know, that I can get out of my purse. And, and sometimes, you know, even in my car, I might like touch the cold window just mm. to get uh, a touch. I think I'm very much about touch mm. is that that touch is grounding for me. Mm. So that sounds like you? you've got a lot of tools in your toolbox for sure. 
I have started incorporating deep breathing, just box breathing right there on the spot. It just seems to help me if I feel like things are starting to stress me out. I just start to do some deep breathing and that has been super helpful. That's probably my biggest tool in the toolbox that I pull out right away. And otherwise it's self-talk. It's just self-talk. You're fine. You're good. This too will pass, you know, and, and move on, you know, and so I think those are, those are my keys. I love essential oils. Um, I, if I have them with me, I'll, you know, I'll pull them out for sure. But I love what you said, the acupressure. That is a really good point for reducing stress. So I do love that one too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that's in Dr. Elaine Aronson's book, The Highly Sensitive Person is, there's like three little things and I won't remember all three of them, but it's like, Hey, I've done this before and you have skills. Yeah, that's and, good. You know, this doesn't have to, you know, and then I think the second one is like, who are my supports? You know, who can I call? Mm -hmm. And then what would I do? Like pre-planning those things in so that, you know, when you get in that situation that you already have tools and how you're going to deploy them. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I love tools in the toolbox because when we realize we have tools, then we think, okay, wait a minute, this is all good. I'm good. I've got what I need right now in this place. So it's all good. Tell me how you when we were Marines, we can laminate it and take it to the field, right? All those tools, you know, <laughs> yeah. and in our toolbox, I'm all about my toolbox is about 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah. When I was, when I was in boot camp, it was pure survival. That's all. I was just like, you will get through this, but you just got to keep, I just put on blinders. I was like, you need to get done and get on. <laughs> like that was it. That was it. I let nothing else in. That's all I did. Tell me how you set boundaries and communicate your needs when you're feeling overwhelmed or overstimulated. Well, I have a, my inner circle all knows that I'm a HSP. And so, you know, if I'm going to go into a trigger situation or something, I might like going to the dentist. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that I had some dental work a couple of years ago and, you know, it was very comforting for me that the dental assistant, that she was actually pushing in on me a little bit, like her side, you know, like she was kind of touching me. And I let her know after that procedure that that was very comforting for me. And, oh. you know, that that may be something that she does for other people with trauma responses or trauma background. Mm. And, you know, I don't really share with people I don't know mm -hmm. about my HSP unless I'm going to be in a group and I have a connection with other people. I try to I'm kind of a soul self supporter mm -hmm. type of thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, but if I'm with people that I know and care about, like, you know, I, and I think Alanis Morissette, like, mm -hmm. made this comment in her movie, in that movie, the the, the sensitive, the untold story mm -hmm. about how her and her son are highly sensitive people and that sometimes her husband ends up being, like, the leader in the family of when, you know, he understands what to look for, and then he kind of becomes the leader to help both of them overcome that overstimulation. Oh, that's and I just think that that's really lovely, you know, yeah. that they have this partnership that he understands that his role with that, when that overstimulation, when that HSP thing kicks up, mm -hmm. that his role is to provide safety and support and oh, grounding that's for beautiful. his feet. 
Yeah, that's beautiful, really. Yeah. That's I love that. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm I'm going to look for it's called Sensitive the Untold Story. Is that what it's, it's called? Just, yeah, I don't know if it's on what I mean it might be on freebie or I don't know what the name of that, you know, or whatever. They've changed the names of those things, but it's a free show and yeah. it, it might even be available on YouTube. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so how about, you? how about you? You know what? I think honestly, Denise, I think as an HSP, I'm not super highly sensitive HSP. I really don't think I am. I'm very sensitive and in tune. And certain things bother me, like I said, like lights will or like a feel of clothing, but I don't feel like I check all the boxes. So I think it might be a little bit different. I, I, I know the ones that bother me and then I just communicate like, yeah, those lights are bugging me. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things like, yeah, I don't like those lights or certain foods. Like I have like definitely like texture things where certain foods I just don't like so i just that's not that it's not that tough to navigate because then i just don't get those foods or i don't order them or you know so i think i think that's pretty much it i just know the things that i really that don't that are like oil and water with me and then i just avoid them if that makes sense yeah and that all makes sense and you know it's i think it's good for all of us to explore exactly where you know, we, you know, might have issues in that area. And, you know, one of the things that I do want to share is I found as an HSP mm -hmm. healing from narcissistic abuse and a toxic marriage, mm. it be a lot longer to heal because mm. of being an HSP, I you bet. know, that I wanted mm -hmm. to find the intersection. So I learned about attachment theory. I learned about trauma responses. I learned about all these healing modalities. I learned yeah. about mindset. I learned about, you know, brain waves. I mean, there, there was just this, you know, then I had to learn about the personality, you know, the toxic personality piece. And then what are red flags? And, you know, oh my God, like, <laughs> just so all I, I think the things. It like, yeah. It like, and you know, the body piece, and then there was the tactile and then there was the emotionality. So, mm. you know, for me, mm -hmm. healing from a toxic relationship, being an HSP, it took me a while and you know yeah. i have been out of that for five years and it was only a year ago that i was finally back walking upright wow. and it took me four years to get to this point of where I, you know where i am now and it, and it keeps getting better you know mm -hmm. as the time goes on so mm -hmm. you know it was a really hard healing season for me being an hsp i bet i bet because each of those you know, each of those letters in the acronym can make that, that abuse so much even more intense and it's intense and painful no matter who you are, but then it hits even deeper and hard. It's almost like the nerves may be raw to begin with. And then to, to, to be hurt on top of that is really, really yeah, to have the, you know, I mean, you're talking mind, body, spirit, you've got emotional, you've got psychological, mm -hmm. and then you have this abuse component that you didn't even see. And then mm -hmm. you've got your body symptoms. It, it is just, it's Jenga, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's one of those things that you've got to, you know, it's when you leave one of those relationships, as you well know, 
Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's the Jenga pile has all collapsed and now you've got to rebuild it. And and it's a wonderful, beautiful opportunity to rebuild in a new, completely new and different way. But the process is a little messy and a lot messy Mm -hmm. and terribly messy, filled with grief and depression and anxiety and fear. Mm. And, you know, it's it's not an easy process. No, and I can hear that. And I'm really glad you are on this side of it. You know, five years later, you've learned so much and can help so many people too. So how in throughout this this journey, how have you found that that being a highly sensitive person is a strength rather than a weakness? Well, <laughs> I had to overcome 50 plus years of programming that I wasn't needy and oh, uh, yeah. sensitive in a bad way. Mm-hmm. So I still, even when I get onto those emotional components, mm-hmm. I still have to, you know, trick my mind every once in a while when I'm not around supportive people. Mm-hmm. When, you know, I, I try to surround myself with my inner circle, you know, is very supportive and connecting and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the work that I do with women more times than not, they are highly sensitive and they didn't know it. Mm. So there's this whole new beautiful lens that they're seeing themselves through. And I love that piece of it is, hey, you know, I'm not needy and sensitive and overly sensitive and wanting too much. I just was around the wrong people. And now that I understand myself and know how I can support myself Mm. with overstimulation and getting new tools and relaxation, Mm -hmm. that I'm actually okay. I'm kind of a badass. I'm one of the 20% who has this characteristic. That's right. That's right. And, and that it really is a superpower. You know, it's, it's not a mistake or a weakness or a liability. It really is something that allows you to see things differently in the world than other people and to bring more richness and more help and more guidance to people. So I love that. Yeah, I do do kind of struggle sometimes, you know, again, being an HSP, like how do you think about these things? But, you know, there's like empath Mm -hmm. and then there's like the HSP and then there's like hypersensitive and there's a lot of discussion about those three things. And, you know, it might, maybe it's another time for another, you know, podcast about that, but some people, you know, have still a negative connotation about HSP and the whole empath thing Mm. and being hypersensitivity. And they, in some realms, call it almost like a trauma response, you know, because of your trauma. So it would be interesting to peel that back. But sometimes I think about that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that would be interesting to see, you know, it would be really interesting to be able to survey a big portion of the 20% and see what were, what was their background? Was there trauma in their background? You know, ACEs, that's, we don't have time for that today, but ACEs, the childhood scale that looks at trauma and then it gives you a rating. And um, it'd be really interesting to see where people fall in that chart, you know, in terms of being HSP. So is there a correlation or is there not? It's just, you know, how we're wired. I don't know, but yeah, well, I think all of these things are on a spectrum, you know, I mean, for sure, you know, yeah. there may not be all the HSPs. And I think it's just mm-hmm. like that with toxic personalities, like mm-hmm. there's a spectrum and not everybody's, you know, even how we're wired, we're all snowflakes. So, you know, we're wired differently as HSPs, we're wired differently with, with 
like personality characteristics and just that makes it like life that much more interesting and beautiful. That's right. That's right. All the variety. Well, this has been absolutely delightful today. Thank you for joining me and for talking about highly sensitive people and giving some insight to our listeners. And I will look forward to the next time. But before we before we sign off, can you share how people can find you and follow you and then what you offer? Thank you, Lisa. It's been a pleasure. I, I've enjoyed um, doing this this with you and I look forward to doing many more. I've enjoyed this conversation, of course, you know, Semper Fi and yeah. we're- you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Semper Fi. You know, two lady badass Marines. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I can be found. I have a YouTube channel. I'm also on Instagram and I'm also on Facebook. Awesome. And all three of those handles, they're all the same and it's Be A Warrior Goddess. Okay. And they kind of curiously I originally set out to try to help uh, highly sensitive people heal from toxic relationships because it was such a long duration. Mm-hmm. But what I found is that I was having to educate people on what a highly sensitive was, and it was such a niche market. Mm. And, and so I do, I, I do call myself HSP informed and trauma informed mm. because I think that's a really good lens to help people from in all of that. And, you know, I if anybody too. wants to find me out there, I'm on Instagram and and YouTube and Facebook. And my awesome. website is BeAWarriorGoddess.com. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thank you. I will put that in the show notes, too. And whoever, this is how we can find Denise. So reach out to her. So thank you again. And I'll look forward to talking next time. And you have a great day. And until next time, stay pretty well. Bye.